What's going on, kiddos? It is episode 62 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. I'm your host, Taylor Ringle. My co-host, Griffin Warner, is here as always. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the final episode of the regular season. We've come a long way. And now we have finished the regular season in grand style. There's about three more games left until our next episode, which would be our postseason episodes will be starting on Friday. So everyone's excited. Griff, I know you're excited from this past weekend. I know you're excited for postseason baseball, but we got to talk a little bit about what went on this weekend. What's going on? I'm pumped. Um, wasn't sure if you were ever going to finish uh, right there, but uh, happy to be here. And, uh, dude, I'm I'm pumped. I mean, we're going to play out the string, give out some best bets for uh, Monday's card, which should be a pretty full card instead of the six gamers we've had to deal with a lot this year. Um, and I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Big, big series just ended. The Mets and the Braves is my series spotlight. Um, where do you want to go now? Yeah, I think we should go right into our our best best. Just a little recap. I mean, dude, we 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 had felt like we had two really good games to work really confident. Yeah. Uh, your boy Brady Singer, I really fell in love with him since you've been preaching how amazing he's been, and I believe it. He did not pitch great. I know he had really just one one bad inning, um, but he put a nice six spot into his uh, the earn run column. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it was tough. I watched that one pretty closely because I bet it as well. Um, that was your best bet. And he was, I mean, he was rolling along like the Guardians broadcast I was watching. They were like freaking out that he was striking everybody out and no one was making contact. Uh, and then he had a little bit of a tough inning, um, some bad defense on the part of Vinny Pascantino, rookie first baseman. Um, and then I feel like it kind of spiraled out of control from there. He hung a slider to Jose Ramirez, and that went over the wall. It's the one guy you can't do it to in the lineup. No, you can't. Once, once the Guardians took a lead, um, that bullpen was fresh, and they're they're really good. So uh, I I really like them in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a really tough draw, uh, whoever they get. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be a, a really tough team. I remember we were talking about this team at our halfway point episode right after the All-Star break. This team, we were saying, you and I were both saying it. I was like, this team could make the postseason strictly on the pitching, and that's what they've done. They have the timely hitting. I'd say they're probably the weakest lineup, I'd say, the weakest offense in uh, out of the postseason teams. Maybe the Rays, maybe. But um, that pitching is going to be a, a threat in the postseason. I would agree the Rays are probably in a similar situation. I, I do think the Rays have a ton more swing and miss, maybe a little more power. But the Guardians are kind of they they are like the the AL's version of the New York Mets to me. They're really a lot of pesky hitters to put the ball in play. They foul off a ton of pitches like Stephen Kwan. I feel like he's a 15 pitch at bat like twice a game. And that that matters. Um all these yeah, arms absolutely. are gonna be really tired end of year. So um like I said, I, I'm pretty into the, the Guardians. For My best bet was Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks on the road at San Francisco. He gave up two long home runs to uh, to Evan Longoria. And so that was the first time back in this year that he was really, really awful. Um, I guess it happens. And uh, it's a little hard to know who's motivated, what's going to happen now, end of season. we got three days left. We're going to take you through the Monday's card, give best bets and all that sort of stuff, end of show. Um, but, you know, it's it's a little bit of a – testy time right now i feel like a lot of these good teams they're not really playing for much um a lot of these races are, are pretty much finished besides uh the phillies and the brewers for that last wild card spot in the nl everything else is pretty much locked in except for the braves and mets whoever wins the nl east right yeah yeah so there's there's a lot of baseball left and it's all pressure everyone's all these teams are under an immense amount of pressure to uh lock down a postseason spot and I think the biggest one definitely is that Phillies Brewers, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I think I just thought of this now, Griff. Maybe we'll talk about it on our postseason episode to start off. We'll just mention kind of uh, what we can just reiterate because we did at the All Star Break episode what our uh, predictions were for division winners. I think that yeah. kind of is perfect timing to talk about. There, the divisions aren't set yet. Not everything's set in stone yet, so we're gonna still wait. Um, and we'll do it on our Friday episode, and we'll we'll you know everyone knows by now if you've been listening that the Chicago White Sox are our worst pick of the year. <laughs> but 
But uh, we'll, 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 we'll be crying about that on Friday's episode. We'll, we'll save the tears for then. But for now, do you want to do a little see our, our, our weekend series spotlight recap? Sure, sure. I'll start with mine. I think it was the biggest series out there in the Braves and the Absolutely. Mets. And the Braves just won Sunday Night Baseball for a clean sweep, which means they now have the tiebreaker because they won the season series 10 to 9. They had to get a whole sweep to do it and are now two games up on the Mets. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a pretty nice lead. Am I right on that? Is it two or is it one? Um, it's one. I think I think it's 10-9. It's no, no. Nope. So so they won the, the regular season series 10-9. It is two games. Google was taking a little while to update. But yes, they are two games up with three games at Miami. The Mets have three games at home against Washington. I would expect the Mets will win all three. But essentially, since the Braves are the tiebreaker, they just need one win. One magic number, I think, is one. And then the division is theirs. And that's a huge, huge deal uh, for World Series odds. If you don't have to play that first series, you also... Um, unfortunately, if you don't win the NL East, you're going to go on the Dodgers side of the bracket. There is no reseeding. Oh. So this was a monstrous series for the, the Braves and their chances to win the World Series. Looking at uh, odds on Bovada right now, it's the only place that I think will probably have them up to win the World Series. Dodgers are the favorite, um, but the Mets are currently six to one, Braves six and a half to one. That should flip because the Braves pretty much have to win one game and then they're on the easier side of the bracket. Um, nothing will be easy in the playoffs, but incredible run by the Braves to get back into this division. And I feel like this is a big, big step backwards for the Mets who now uh, have a really, really tough road and, and probably don't get to the world series. It is so disappointing. Look, I'm on, I'm in Colorado. I'm, I'm uh, my sister got married. I'm family time, but ah, majority uh, my, Nagila, ah, ah. Legit, uh, majority of my family grip is, is Mets fans. And I have, I'm updating the scores during the wedding I'm updating scores during dinner, and all of them are in agonizing pain that the Mets and Health lost the opportunity to win the National League East, which was in their hands. And their second-half schedule was arguably the easiest one out of any team in the league. They were facing a lot of teams under 500 teams. I think they faced the Dodgers and the Braves a couple times during the second half, and that was in the Brewers. And those were their teams that were going to consider to be threats. They were, but they also had so much. They just could not get things done against the Pirates or the Nationals, Marlins, just crap. The Reds, just like crappy teams, they couldn't get couldn't get done. Uh, and I think as as baseball fans and Mets fans alone, and people betting on the game. You, are are you guys going to be betting on Jacob DeGrom in the postseason? This is like the fourth straight – I'm doing air quotes here, like bad start. Letting up three runs is not bad to most humans, and DeGrom is an alien. But to see him let up three or four runs in consecutive starts and pitching really bad against the Braves is something to be worried about. Yeah, um, I mean, it completely flips things because the the Mets with their starting pitching, I mean, they were favored in every game. Well, the first two games of this Braves series, despite being on the road against a potentially arguably better team. And like, that's a big deal. Um, I, I feel like they're going to be road favorites in the first round of the playoffs when they're um, likely in that four seeds. They're probably hosting uh, the Padres. Um, I don't love the Padres, really, I'll admit, but um I mean, Mets are going to be big favorites, and they certainly missed a big opportunity, unfortunately. So, um, w- what about your your series spotlight? Do you want to run through through yours, and then uh, we'll we'll move along and get to the best bets? Yeah. So my series spotlight was the Rays and Astros, humongous series for the Rays. Game one, Rasmussen versus Valdez. Valdez is, I want to say, it was his worst start of the of his season. Two yeah, in a he, row, two bad yeah. ones in a row. So he let up six runs for the second time this year. He did on April 19th against the Angels, and they just let it up again against the Rays. Uh, game two, McClanahan versus Christian Javier. Javier struck out seven through six when allowed two hits. This is a big thing here, Griff, though. I was watching a little bit when I had a little time. I saw Hunter Brown pitch. Hunter Brown is the, the young pitcher. He started a couple games for them, for the Strohs, and Looks like he might be a bullpen opportunity, struck out two, and just one inning of work. That kid could be a secret weapon if he makes that postseason roster. I feel like he's too talented not to. He he shoves. I think he has 
he has a good amount of innings under his belt. He has 18 innings, 19 strikeouts. He's a one ERA. Um, and, and then in, so they won they won that game. And then the third game of the series, the Astros went on to win that game. Jeremy Pena hit his 21st home run, which sealed the deal with a 3-1 victory on Sunday's game. Astros, man, they are just – it's unfair, and I'm very nervous as a Yankee fan going to be – potentially playing them. I, I think that's going to be the case. They are a 104-win team, and arguably they could be 105, 106 when it's all said and done. But uh good series. Rays, Rays really needed to perform well, and they they did-ish, and they made the postseason as the third and final wild card. It's, the American League is all set in stone, all done. It's just the National League needs to keep up and uh, – figure out who's going to be making the postseason. But that is my weekend series spotlight. you have any comments on that series? Well, I'm just looking in at the standings right now um, for the wild card. And the Blue Jays are ahead right now at 90 wins, cannot be caught uh, by the Rays. Uh, the Mariners can. They're on 87. The Rays are on only 86. So it looks to me like there's a fight right now going on between the Rays and the Mariners to try to avoid that last seed, uh, yeah. which – that sends you to the Guardians. I feel like Ray's Guardian is going to be a nail biter of a series. One run might win some of those games. Um, we just saw a bunch of it. I feel like because the Rays were just in Cleveland, uh, and then the Blue Jays. You know, if they're hosting the, the Mariners, there's a great, great series in Seattle earlier this year. I want to say the Mariners swept the Blue Jays and was part yeah. of them like coming back and, and starting to be competitive again. I mean, these are some great series potentially on 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 the docket in the AL. I don't know that the NL is as interesting to me, but. Um, you have the, the huge story of the Mets and their collapse this season. So that that all matters. I think it's going to be cool to talk about. Um, yeah. and do you want to run, run us through uh, a, a promo code and then and then yes. we'll get into the, the Monday card? Yeah, yeah. This series is going to be uh, – this postseason is going to be incredible. And as you know, uh, when it comes to – the records mean everything, right? But you, everyone starts from scratch at 0-0, which is awesome. Anybody can win and anybody can lose. So – uh, American League is going to be definitely a fun thing to watch. Uh, for all you kiddos, you know, we've been talking about a grift for months now. Pregame.com is the place to be. And if you're not signed up yet, then what are we doing? It's kind of insane that no one, if you have, if you listen to us all year long, you guys should have done it already. So if you haven't signed up pregame.com yet, go do it right now. You will be given a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds. You can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive a $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from our pregame.com's own professional handicappers. That is my co-host, Kurt for one, as one of many. Go do it now. Get your first bet in right now. And lastly, we have another promo code for you. 20% of all listeners. Excuse me. I'm just looking at the email here. Go to premium.com. Enter the word WAR20 and save 20% off all purchases on the site. Good for seven days from podcast release. That is WAR20. Griff, without further ado, take us into our last and final regular season card. Take it away. Ooh, I'm pumped. I mean, there's still money to be made. Three days left in the regular season. Uh, gauging motivation level is going to be really important. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited for the playoffs. I feel like there's going to be some uh, some teams I'm looking at that are a little bit long shotty uh, that we'll talk on the on the playoff preview podcast. And that's what we'll call the next one. Um, but, yes, without further ado, I'll get to St. Louis visiting Pittsburgh. We got no name starter right now as we speak for St. Louis. Um, Mitch Keller is towing the bump for the Pirates uh, and interesting situation here because if the Cardinals are favored, uh, I think there's I have some interest in in the Pirates because St. Louis has nothing to play for right now. Um, yeah. Can't improve their seed, can't fall into any bad type of situations. Miles Michaelis looks like he's going to probably start this one Quintana uh, on Tuesday. So I'm um, not sure exactly what's going to be out there, but the Pirates are fighting for jobs and the Cardinals probably are going to be. Um, have their eyes on, on getting everything set for their first play on of the playoffs. So um, potentially if the, the Pirates run their dogs, as I expect they will be, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to take a look at that one. We'll move next to a, a game actually with a line. We have the Cubs at the Reds. 
Uh, was Nesky the, the big prospect the Yankees traded in the F Ross deal, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yeah. He's on the road at Hunter Green, and uh, Hunter Green is actually a pretty sizable favorite, minus 128 at home. Uh, Over under is eight, so that's pretty high high total considering those arms. Um, what do you think about was Nesky because he was in the Yankee system? Do you do you know much about him? I don't know much about him, but just by looking at his stats, he's pitched really well coming up through that minor league system, and now he's being some sort of a, a positive light in that rotation for the coach for the future. I'm really interested in looking at Hunter Green's ERA. Griff, we, you and I at times have roasted Hunter Green for how bad he's been this year. We know the upside is insane, right? We know the strikeouts are going to be high. The velocity is going to be in the triple digits majority of the time when he throws his fastball. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with how he's lowered his ERA down so much from what we've seen all year long. I mean, in the middle of the year, his ERA was a six or even seven. Um, and now he's at a four, six, six, uh, was striking out 10 in his last start. So I, I might roll with hundred green in this one. I mean, the 4.66 is, as you mentioned, I mean, it, that looks like an eyesore ERA, but it's actually a lot better than it was. And he's been improving. I think he kind of le- had to learn how to pitch at this level. He just yeah. couldn't use 101 mile an hour fastball and get through everybody because surprisingly, the major league baseball level hitters, they're actually good. Um, I, I think the Cubs have been playing a lot better than the twin, excuse me, than the Reds. Um, was Nesky with. A good start to his pro career seemed like a decent prospect. And, and I like the Cubs bullpen right now. I, I like the Cubs, um, even though I do think Hunter Green's better uh, or has improved quite a bit. I, I'm I'm very interested in the Cubs here. Next, we'll move to Atlanta visiting Miami. Um, pretty much this one win it would be enough. The Atlanta's throwing Bryce Elder out there, um, whereas Lazardo looks like he's going for Miami. He's probably going to have a tough matchup, but it's pretty good and, and could play a little bit of spoiler there. Uh, Braves should be pretty big favorites, I think, despite being on the road and having all that pressure. Uh, next, we'll go Washington and the Mets. No line on this one. It looks like Abbott starting for the Nationals. Carlos Carrasco, he, he's so inconsistent. It's really hard to trust. I'll, I'll ask your thoughts on him in a second. But Mets yeah. should be sizable favorites here. Washington's been dead and not really playing for much um, for a long time. They're 55 wins right now in the year, so they can't even get to 60. Um I think the Mets will be a big favorite, but Carrasco, how, how do you trust him right now? Well, Cookie Carrasco is, I feel like he's been either, there's been stretches where he's been super consistent and then there's been stretches where he's been super inconsistent. I'm really interested how this starts going to pan out for him in the postseason grip. I feel like you have to just ride with the Mets against the Nationals, right? You just have to. You, you have this embarrassing stretch on the road. Basically, you're ruining your chances to win a division. There's a lot of pressure on Cookie right now. The Nationals have nothing to play for. Uh, Corey Abbott, we talked about him. I, uh, it was maybe – I think it was the last start. We, we had him on our show as one of the pitchers we talked about. Um, there's, there's not a lot going for the Nationals, but this is the time that they can kind of play spoiler here. But I, I, there's a lot of pressure on Cookie, so that's something to, to see, see how long he can actually go. I think he's I think he's really good. I really do. I would love watching him pitch. He's a good off speed pitch. Keeps it nice and simple. But uh, I'm I'm really interested how they're going to play with him. He, he's definitely uh, oft injured. He's got a good slider, but um, he's also beat cancer. And I mean, there's been a lot of stuff in his body. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think this is an audition for him to to pitch in the playoffs. Maybe not even yeah. a starter role, but in like a long relief type of thing. Because I almost feel like Taiwan Walker is the the fourth starter for the Mets. I mean, clearly Degrom, Scherzer, I think Chris Bassett, despite getting hit fairly hard today, I think he's in that rotation. Absolutely, uh, it's Carrasco or Taiwan. I, I think Carrasco probably has the better swing and miss stuff, but he's so inconsistent. I feel like, I mean, it's a really tough question. I think you almost piggyback them if you do need them in, in the playoffs. Next, we'll move uh, to another game of the line. Thankfully, Arizona at Milwaukee. All the pressure on Milwaukee here. Uh, it's it's Henry at, at uh, Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff has been great second half of the season. He's awesome. We'll probably throw a really good game here. But Arizona's kind of cooling off a little bit, I got to say. Um, but they were pretty competitive, I think, in San Francisco this weekend. Uh, Woodruff a minus 220 favorite at home over under seven and a half. I think um, I'd like to go against Milwaukee because they have to win all these games have and to, have all the pressures there. They have a pretty good starter to kind of stop the – the 
the rot because they lost three of four at home to Miami who can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. And it's probably going to cost them the playoffs. Uh, you got any interest in, in back in Henry here besides, I mean, it's almost like a, a lean, but probably not one that makes it across into a, into a bet for me. You, you have to, it's, I'm so interested on, on the teams that need to win, you know, like Tokyo Carrasco needs to pitch. Well, Woodruff needs to pitch so well to, help them make in the postseason the pressure i feel like that's just more pressure i mean definitely more pressure um I, i'm gonna ride with woodruff he has pitched really well in the second half his era is almost under two now it was a 305 uh because I, I remember he was injured first half had yeah. really bad outings in the first half do you do you think the, the who do you think comes out of that though the Phillies or brewers if you had to say it at the end of the day the, I mean, the phillies just did not play well against the nationals uh, which is bad on the road, but I feel depending, like the Phillies. Might depending make it. on the uh, tiebreaker, I mean the Phillies are two up with three to play, so that tells me they need one win to be tied. I think they'll get two wins. Um, I mean they are. Then again, they are playing the Astros, so that's that's pretty tough. Um, that's a really tough time series for them, actually. Um, whereas <laughs> oh the God. the the Brewers are playing an Arizona team that's eliminated. So I mean. That's got to give Milwaukee some hope. I just I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they can hit well enough. Their bullpen ever since they traded Hater hasn't been great. So no. I'm going to say this is a Phillies get in there, and then man, yeah. I don't I don't really like the Phillies much. But we'll probably get to them a little bit later in more detail. Next we have San Francisco at San Diego. Joe Musgrove on the ball for San Diego. He's been really solid all year. No starter for San Francisco. And so no line on this one either. Just to give a quick, I guess, update on the Padres around 87 wins, three ahead of the Brewers, one ahead of the Phillies. So they could end up getting jockeying and, and falling into that last playoff spot. Um, but that means probably going to St. Louis or which is probably you'd rather go to St. Louis, I guess, to face the three seed than go to New York and have to play the Mets. Um, but that's, I guess, something up for debate and probably isn't worth too much talk about right now. I think we both are on the same page with the Padres. Yeah. We just don't think they're. That's strong. Uh, Colorado then visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers with 110 wins. Nothing to play for uh, besides hitting my co-host's 114 win projection early in the year. I mean, they they could get to 113. That'd be a pretty good call uh, by I, you. I think it was. I'm, I have to listen back, and I will listen back because it's important for our next show. I think I did say 113. It's either those one, 113 or 114. I would I, be – holy shit, I'd be insane. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's pretty close to begin with. I mean, it's also – is it really that great of a guess? Because we kind of knew this team was going to get at least 100. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I may not give myself enough credit. Uh, uh, you know, I, I do. We we are humble on the uh, MLB edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview. But I think are. that's a great call, dude. Even if it's – I think you said 114. Um, I clearly can't remember yesterday. So, uh, we'll see from six months ago. But – it was a great call no matter what. I mean, I think that you're hitting over on, on the regular season win total. So uh, I think you've uh, gone out far enough on that limb. And uh, I mean, they're playing the Rockies who are terrible on the road. So, I mean, you could get they that are horrible. number, you know? Um, speaking of, we got Urania starting for the Rockies. <laughs> Tony Gonsolin coming off the IL, which is a big start for him. He's probably going to go like three innings is my guess. He, he's going to be in a reliever type, long reliever type position for the Dodgers in the playoffs. I feel like they're big, big favorites to emerge out of the NL. So I, I do have some interest in that that Braves number right now um, yeah, because they're too. on the correct side of that bracket. Uh, but Consulin of mine is 340 favorite. Oh, my God. Uh, Over-under is eight. So um, I guess they're pricing the Dodgers to score six of those runs, it feels like. Uh, got any interest in back in the Rockies uh, at sea level? Dude. It's the laughing in your in like your in your tone of voice is hilarious when you're reading off minus one minus three forty. <laughs> that means to people at home that the Rockies have a like a zero chance to win this game. They're just they should just they should just kind of pack up and not even go on the field. So basically, we're saying almost imagine if you're a Rockies fan, and you're looking at this like, oh, I'm not going to go to the game. Why would I even go? But if you just look at it with pitching matchup here. Looking at a record sixteen to one with with what Tony Gonsolin's done this year, not bad. Is not bad. Either two one zero ERA, and talk about a, a freaking acquisition right before the season's over. I think you're right. I think he goes three innings. That's kind of a Tony Gonsolin start. Honestly, Tony Gonsolin goes five innings and calls it a day, but it's usually really five solid innings. 
Um, yeah, I, I wonder how they use him in the postseason. I, I, he might start maybe in the first round, and then when it gets to bigger series, maybe he goes in the bullpen. I, I don't know. That's the good thing, though. Dodgers have so many options to throw. Is Dustin May, what's he going to be doing in the, in the postseason? Is Tyler Anderson going to be an option? Andrew Heaney? You know, they have a lot of funky lefties. God, and, they're so – I mean, these names are rattling off. They're not exactly all Clayton Kershaw or Julio Urias. No, but that's, that's just so team. bizarre. Given like three years ago, these guys wouldn't be pitching on freaking teams. You know, like Heaney was horrible last year with the Angels and the Yankees. That man was public enemy number one in the Bronx. He was so bad, and now he's become a valuable pitcher for the Dodgers. Maybe it's playing in New York, who knows? But uh, you know what? Um, it, I think it's Andrew Friedman. He he did it for Maybe the race. Now he has yeah. a budget and still is grabbing these like unknown. I mean, their scouting department must be very expensive, but it's it's great. I mean, it, I I think you go Kershaw game one is probably what will happen. Though I would probably pick Urias as my number one. I, me too. Um, those two in some order, both lefties, which is weird. Then Tyler Anderson also lefty. Lefties sometimes struggle with right right handed batters, so that tells me that there's a little bit more vulnerability there than I think you'd expect. But those three, and then I think you got a mixture of, of Heaney, Gonsolin, and May for two to three innings. Um, I mean, they they are loaded. Um, but they're going to have to get through a playoff series, likely against um, some combination of probably the – it's either, the, I guess, the Padres or um, the Phillies, maybe someone like that. Someone goes in with big bats and hits some home runs. Maybe that scares them a little bit. I, I still think – the Dodgers are a huge favorite. Now we'll move to the AL. Uh, Kansas City visiting Cleveland. I feel like these teams have been playing like every day. I think they have a six-game series to wrap up the year or something ridiculous. Uh, but Zach Greinke somehow still on the mound. Um, still doing I keep, it. I keep seeing weird quotes from him. Um, something, something about a, a, a not being able to trust cat guys. And then Zach Greinke said that. And they're like, hey, do you have a dog? He's like, no, but I have a cat. <laughs> He so, is he is a different brain, dude. That guy yeah. is a different brain. Supposedly he got when he got called up, and I'll make this a short Zach Grinky hour, but he got called up and he's like, No, I think I should actually just go play shortstop. I'm not ready for the call up yet. And they're like, Zach, you're going to the big leagues, you're a pitcher. Shut up. You're the number one pitching prospect. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So Grinky's on the road at Tristan McKenzie, who's been awesome. I mean, I gotta say, dude, the the Guardians uh rotation low key is fucking fire dude bieber even though his velocity's been down hasn't seen a matter bieber into mckenzie that's pretty good it falls off a little bit with quantrill but like if you can win two games with those guys i mean big step up for mckenzie for sure and, and he'll he'll get a test here but the royals aren't aren't really that good unfortunately um mckenzie minus 173 favorite over under seven um you got any interest in this one or, or maybe some thought macro talk on, on the guardians moving forward yeah, man, I'm looking at this rotation. That Bieber two nine one ERA, McKenzie two nine nine, Quantrell at three four two. That is a really good, really really solid first three guys to face in a postseason matchup. And then that bullpen man, ah, oh, Jesus, uh, Trevor Stephan the two four two seven four ERA. Um, Classe, dude. Oh my. Classe, do Classe's numbers? Holy crap, dude. <laughs> A 1-4-0 ERA, 40 saves, 70 innings, and how many strikeouts? 73 strikeouts, 70 innings. He's left 11 runs this year. God damn. And then they have, let's see who else. Uh, De Los Santos is in here. He's been Karachek, good. He's been good. Eli Morgan's not bad. Um, let's see. Yeah. Sam Hedges, they, they, the guy, guy, that guy has a 2-4-0 ERA. So their bullpen might be, might be overall the best. In in the league, maybe you can maybe even say that, like the Cardinals might have a really good uh, comparable uh, mm-hmm. bullpen with mm-hmm. them. But uh, dude, you know I'm happy I said that they'll make it as a wild card team, and then they shocked everybody and won the division by a by a landslide. Yeah, but big big run late. All the other teams. I want to say that I picked the Guardians as my best bet on that mid-year show to win the AL Central. I don't think I actually bet it. Very disappointed in myself for not actually following through. Um, but, dude, I, unfortunately, you look at their path as a three seed, they're going to be going through the Bronx, it looks like, if they win that first series. The nice part for the Yankees, oh, they're that. probably they're probably going to go and have to throw 
Bieber and then McKenzie. So it's very possible that Kyle Quantrill is starting game one if they win that first two and sweep that initial series. But if not, and they're using all three of them, I mean, there's a good chance that there's going to be an Aaron Savale start in that Yankee series. And that sounds delightful (laughs) if I'm a Yankee fan. (laughs) That sounds horrible. But, but as a Yankee fan and a guy who's been watching the Yankees and covering and baseball, whatever, for years, that is a team that gives the Yankees so much shit. It doesn't matter the roster. If it was Travis Hafner hitting home runs oh, with Jabba oh. Chamberlain or We're whatever. Way back. Wow. Way back. Victor Martinez era right there. Or Ooh. even a few years ago when, Solid. you know, Lindor was on the on the then Indians. But it's that the, these Guardians slash Indian squads from years past always gave the Yankees headaches. So it, it really doesn't matter. The Yankees face the Astros, the Guardians. Doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to have a, a – I'm going to be sweating and just not really enjoying the game, just being too nervous about it. But the the Guardians are going to be great. and I'm looking forward to seeing how they play out throughout the rest of the season and postseason. Yeah, in terms of – they don't – I mean, they can't catch the Yankees. So, similar to the Cardinals, Guardians are kind of locked in that three seed. So, it's really just about who they're going to face. Um, I think if yeah. they pulled the, the Mariners, that would be two really good bullpens, and I feel like either of those teams can win. Rays, same sort of story. It's going to be nice playing at home, I guess. But uh, yeah. it's also, I just hope that you don't have nightmares that involve Kenny Lofton from, from those, those days in the past. Um, we actually Jim get Tommy. to the, yeah. oh, Jim Tomey too. Yeah, so now we get to the the Yanks. Uh, Luis Severino starting. I'm not sure I trust him much for the playoffs right now. I know he's got a great arm. He's a great pitcher, but he hasn't really been around for a long time now for me. But the Yanks go on the road to Texas. Martin Perez starts. Um, that's going to be a, a tough matchup for him, uh, throwing that sinker into right-handed hitters because the Yankees are so ready dominant. Uh, but the Yankees don't really have anything to play for. They're just trying to set their rotation, get get Severino some work, um, which makes me feel like the the Rangers, I mean, this is a type of situation where motivation um, for the Yankees is really to get guys healthy and get them through. Uh, they're probably going to use a lot of their bullpen arms um, and really just try to get ready for a, a series that's coming up. Don't think they'll push Severino too hard. I don't even know. Do you think he goes five, six innings? What, do you, what, what are you expecting from him? So his two starts in, in September, remember his previous starts before those two was on July 13th, and his last two starts was September 21st and 26th. He didn't go six innings in those games. And five innings against the Pirates, but a one earned run, two hits, struck out six, and then against the Blue Jays, he didn't. He had a no decision, but the team ended up losing that game three to two. He went four innings, walked three. That is the trouble part right there, Griff. I think Sevy can do it in the postseason. He's done it before. He's pitched under the bright lights in the postseason in the Bronx. It's just a matter of how long he's going to go. Because you can't rely on Nestor Cortez to go seven innings each and every start in that postseason. And also Garrett Cole. There needs to be a third starter in that rotation. If that's Tyone, then maybe Tyone can do it. He's had a great second half. Um, but Severino, I, th- I think, could be the equalizer and be the, the secret weapon that the Yankees can use if he can just go six innings. I just don't know if he can. He can maybe give you four awesome innings. And then you might have to bring in Herman, or you, you bring out um, or Weister, some other guy that's a long reliever, start slash starter to kind of pick up the slack in the middle innings. But uh, I'm really interested to see. I think Sevy, this is a good start for him to finally tune it up, end the season on a good note, and maybe pencil his pencil himself in the rotation for the postseason. This is a this is a showcase game for him to see what Yankees management will do. Yeah, I'm thinking I'll give him over under, I'll say uh, five, five and one third. I'll put as the over under for his start tomorrow. Okay. Um, what what do you, what are you taking on that one? I'll probably take the under. I, I think I'm taking under. I think he goes five max. And that yeah. means a lot of, a lot of bullpen coming in for the Yanks, which I mean, isn't terrible. They're, they're decent, but that's uh you know, there's not a lot to play for. They're saving people. I just feel like that's a really good position to back an underdog here. Uh, the Rangers know they got three games left in their season. And I think Corey Seager missed a couple games this weekend, so we'll see what happens. But um, 
I mean, the Yankees bullpen should be pretty fresh. They just don't really need the game, so I wouldn't expect them to push anybody. Next, we go Toronto at Baltimore. Jose Barrios, he's probably auditioning for a playoff uh, starting rotation spot. He's visiting the Orioles and Dean Kramer, who's been solid, but the, the Orioles are, I think, finally out of the race. Yeah, uh, they good, are. Run, good run by them, but, uh, I mean, over 500, definitely hitting the over in their regular season win total. Unbelievable. Yeah. Current current numbers Barrios minus 130 favorite on the road. Over under is eight. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Baltimore here. I gotta say yeah. the, the Blue Jays are are clinched unless they lose out and the Mariners win out. Um, so they really just need one win. So they should still be fighting for this one. Um, huge difference in in lineups. But you know, the O's, the O's, I guess they've already clinched over 500. I don't know if that matters, but I still like that bullpen. And at home, I mean, home dogs, they're, they're barking. So I'm interested definitely in the Orioles right now. Yeah, I'm definitely riding with the Orioles here. They didn't play the best in New York. They have a sour taste in their mouth, the fact that they're not going to the postseason. But there is a lot of positive feedback with how they played. I mean, 82 wins, above 500. Congratulations to Baltimore Orioles and any Orioles fans that listen to this podcast. You guys know, even – Usually, I would say majority of fans aren't extremely biased, not an unrealistic. No, I know you guys didn't know you went on eighty-two games this year. There's yeah. no way. There's no nobody. I don't even think the players thought they went eighty-two games this year. There's no shot. They were. They were. What, what was the shortest? The, the the they were what four games in the to get a like a second place spot in the division. Something crazy. They were so close to really competing in that national and American League East, but um, I like I like Dean Kramer in this. He had a, a kind of a rough start in his, in his last start against the Red Sox. Went five innings, left three earned runs. Previous start after that, before that though, nine innings, complete game, shut piece against the Houston Astros. That really excites me about who Dean Kramer can be down the stretch. Maybe into next year and see what he can be in the put in, in a rotation spot. Barrios, man, he is he needs to have a good start. I just don't think he will. He hasn't had good starts all year long. I don't know what has happened. All star level pitcher, one of the better underrated pitchers. Wipeout slider, uh, really hasn't worked. But like you said, there really isn't. They're really not. You know, they've made the playoffs. They're set. Ninety wins. Uh, I'm going to ride the Orioles here. Next we'll go Tampa Bay at Boston. Tampa's still fighting the Mariners. I, I feel like they're trying to win as many games as possible, though ultimately in the last wild card position, um, since they don't have to worry about falling out, they might just like I mean, not lose these games, but certainly not push to win them. Cause I I feel like going to the Guardians is probably a better, more winnable series for the Rays than going to the Blue Jays. And I mean, they'd also avoid the the Astros side of the bracket they finished in the the easier easier side if they got through that first series I feel like the Rays might be like kind of throwing these games they're starting Tyler Glass now this next one he's not going deep in the game but they're just really trying to get him into some sort of usable playoff version maybe going four innings I think might be the max uh but Glass now on the Rays they're on the road at the Red Sox currently Glass now minus 136 favorite on the road which I think makes sense. The Red Sox are now in, I mean, they've still been in last place for a very long time, actually. Uh, Rich Hill starting for the Red Sox is not someone I trust. Um, over-unders eight. What What do you think about um, the Rays here? Do you think they might be throwing these the series and, and trying to uh, finish in that six seed instead of five? Yeah, I see where your head's at. and it, it makes sense. I just don't think players would ever do that i i think it makes sure. a lot more sense to just like hey let's play the weaker team you know let's just not let's not deal with any kind of craziness but um specifically with this game glass now he i think you're right he's not going to go distance he might go three innings maybe four tune up get himself ready rich loves letting up those high arcing curveballs that usually nine times out of ten go out over the then over left field wall. So maybe the Rays might have a little offense in this game. Rich Hill loves to get, oh, give up the home run ball. I'm really excited that Glass now can pitch. Really exciting that he came back at the perfect time, too. Uh, the Rays got a rotation on him. The please, please, people that are listening that like betting against the Rays, I would not really bet against them too much in the postseason because that rotation is very underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, they're um, I mean, they were favored in Cleveland for most of that series, I feel like. So um, 
they, I mean, based on the math and what the market thinks, uh, I feel like finishing that six seed is would be nice. It's just hard to execute. I mean, unless yeah. you just use your inferior bullpen and just let them go out there and see what happens. Uh, next, we'll move to Minnesota, Chicago, uh, White Sox version of Chicago. Biggest disappointment, I think, by far in Major League Baseball this season. Bailey Ober starts the Twins, who also have nothing to play for. Johnny Cueto, who's been a really big surprise this year, um, starts the, at home for the Pale Hose. He's a minus 120 favorite over under seven. Not expecting a lot of runs, despite two pretty lineups that we thought were going to be really good coming into the year. Um, the, honestly, the Twins bullpen is inferior to the White Sox, um, so I, I lean to the home favorite here, the slight home favorite in Johnny Cueto. Yeah, I'm probably in that way too. I, I like over. He had a, I think he had a, he had some really good starts last season that that surprised a lot of Twins fans, and now he's looking like he could be a, a future starter for this team maybe next year. But um, two very disappointing teams this year. White Sox are trying to finish above 500. They can still do that. I don't know what happened. Twins, on the other hand, uh, God, I can't wait to talk about these teams on our next episode in a little more detail. But, I mean, just talk about it, it's so embarrassing. But I- I'm about to ride with Johnny Cueto and him being – he might be the comeback player of the year, in my opinion. I- I- I'm saying that without really looking into other players, but just thinking it now, I think he could be definitely in the running. Yeah, I'd say Justin Verlander comes to mind. But, I mean, yeah, certainly was, in terms of – in terms of a surprise, I mean, no one expected Johnny Cueto to even get a meaningful out this year. And I feel like he kind of kept the White Sox afloat and in the race until I agree. Uh, about a week ago. Next we go, the, the Tigers visiting the Mariners. They're uh, on 87 wins, one ahead of the Rays, three behind the Blue Jays. So they're probably trying to settle into that fifth wildcard spot. But honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if a very analytical team like the Mariners like sees the, the sixth seed as where they want to be. Uh, but I think it's Brian Garcia starting for Detroit. He's at George Kirby, who's probably going to have a, a leash on him, but probably goes four or five innings, something like that, uh, as they're managing his workload. Kirby, a minus 250 favorite, over under seven. Bullpen behind him is great. Uh, Tigers can't really hit. I don't see a lot of reason to to even think about the Tigers here. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm really interested to see how George Kirby can pitch in the postseason. He kind of came out of nowhere. If I'm am I wrong? He just kind of came out of nowhere this season, and uh, he was he's... a decent he was a decent prospect. I think had really great control in the minors. That was what people thought about him. Um, I think he's got a really nasty changeup, which is weird for a righty to throw, apparently. But um, really good control. I think he's not walking anybody, and he hasn't yeah. been hit too hard. Um, I don't know what to really expect from him. I'm sure there's like an innings limit or a cap, and they're gonna try to use him as little as possible. But uh, next, we'll move to the Angels visiting Oakland. Patrick Sandoval, road favorite on away to Adrian Martinez. Sandoval minus 171. Um, big, big price. But I guess the Angels are back to playing better baseball. Tyler Ward's been on fire. Uh, or Taylor Ward, excuse me. Um, and over under seven, I, I don't really see a reason to get involved. The A's, though, I feel like they've been a little bit frisky as of late. They were a little frisky a few weeks ago against the, against the Yankees and it seems like they're they're trying to end the season on a high note. You mentioned Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward started off the year the hottest player in baseball. Now he's ending the year hot. He had that weird cold spell. Like everyone thought Taylor Ward, who the hell is this guy? He's an all star. Really slowed down in the middle of the summer. But I think he was um, hurt. I think I think he picked up. A I think he injury. was. Yeah, and he, and he played. I think he played in it too. I think he it sucked because he was a. I, he could have been. A player of the month, Ken. I don't know if he was, but I don't, I don't know. For April, he was just mashing the ball in April. So yeah. Next, um, next we'll yeah. go. Oh, sorry, finish. Finish your thought. No, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, Patrick Sandoval, good lefty. I think you, you're a fan of his. Um, yeah, I think this is a kind of a clear cut decision here. 102 loss eight A's team is trying their best to finish on high note, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah, they're trying to lose more games. Uh, I do like Sandoval. Good swing and miss. I think his control is a concern. But the A's don't really have a lot of people to punish you. Um, last but not least, of course, no line for the Phillies at the Astros. This might be like, if we're doing serious spotlights, the biggest one, the one to point out, oh, yeah. besides the, the Mets and the, the Braves, because they have a lot on the line. But they're just playing the Sisters of the Blind this week. Um, Nola's on the, on the bump for Philly at Lance McCullers. Um, not a lot to play for for the Astros right now. All to play for for the Phillies, really. Um, I would imagine McCullers is a pretty sizable favorite, though Nola's had a really good year. 
And there's a lot of interest on that Philly side. I feel like their bullpen's in a little bit better shape. So uh, I'm, I'd be interested in that road dog there, uh, but don't have one available. Just a reminder, the Phillies on 86 wins, one behind the Padres on 87, but two ahead of the Brewers. So I think Phillies get one. Um, they, I mean, I think they're in good shape because uh, that would mean that the Brewers have to sweep. Uh, starting rotation looks like Wheeler just pitched today. So it's Nola, Ranger Suarez, and Bailey Falter. I mean, mm. not exactly the Jeez. best. Not, not exactly what you want. Jesus, your final game of the year, you have Bailey Falter pitching. Oh, my yeah. God. That's Lefty. brutal. I mean, he's had oh. some good starts lately, but, I mean, the bottom of the NL East, I feel like, has also kind of made the other teams. It's probably why the Phillies are getting in the playoffs because they've been playing the Nationals and the Marlins so much. Uh, yeah. But the Astros, I mean, depending on what they do with the rotation, it looks like McCullers, Verlander, Valdez. I mean, I don't think this is over for the, the Brewers at all. I think they could sweep. And I, I mean, it's probably unlikely that Houston sweeps when they don't really care about the series. But if I'm a Philly fan, I'm I'm freaking out. At least they have the Eagles to focus on, I, I guess. Dude. Uh, oh, God, that's tough. That's tough, dude. How do you yeah. – uh, uh, Bailey Fulter is your – that is your saving grace. That's the guy who's going to make you to the postseason winner. Like, holy shit. Like, Nola, of course, Nola is the perfect guy game one. Mm-hmm. You, your, your boy, Ranger Suarez – He's been okay. I mean, if they lose that, for, if Nola loses, though, man, I no, 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 I wouldn't go that far because I mean, the Brewers have to sweep, and I mean, I think we know what the Brewers are, and they are not a trustworthy team at this no. point. They just aren't. No. So, uh, what I'm looking at, you know, I, I feel like it's not dead yet. I think the Brewers are a long, long, long shot, but uh, and I think ultimately, Phillies probably it's not up to them. It's the Brewers have to win out. I think that'll be the hardest thing. Um, but with that, I think we're, we're now at the best bets portion of the show. Unfortunately, an own two week last week, but two and oh, uh, from the show before we're trying to follow it up, but I guess we referred to the mean a little bit. Uh, I'll go first. I had one, three straight until going into, uh, Friday and Merrill Kelly got rocked. Hopefully we'll have a little bit better luck, uh, this time. Um, you have a promo, you have a promo code to give. I do. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I'm actually trying to find it. That is war 20, 20% off. Uh, for seven days from this episode release on, on Monday, uh, recording Sunday night, of course. But um, use the code WAR20. You can get 20% off any site purchase on pregame, whether it's my picks that come out usually each night or hopefully the wee hours of the morning if they don't get out that night. Uh, plenty of other handicappers doing all these sports across the world. Um, we got a soccer pod. That's, that's Mackenzie and I do. So keep keep posted on that one. Keep your eyes out for it because we're going to get ready for the World Cup coming in only a month, month's time. It's going to be huge. Uh, big part of the site. You guys can bet stuff during the day while you're at work. It's going to be awesome. Um, but with that said, use the promo code WAR20 and get 20% off any purchase on pregame.com. So for my best bet, I'm going to stay, feel a little risky with this one. Uh, I don't know if you're going to expect for me to go this direction. I'm going to go Johnny Cueto, Chicago White Sox. So disappointed oh. this year. Um, but I do feel like they're a pretty cheap favorite right now. Minus 120 at home against Minnesota, Bailey Ober. And there's a huge, huge bullpen discrepancy here. The White Sox had a really good series at the Padres. Um, impressive to go on the road and win, win a series in a really tough place to play with a lot on the line for the Padres. Um, I think the bullpen's been been good for the White Sox. The hitting's been the hard part. Um, certainly not great against right-handers. But I, I just, Bailey Ober's been, I mean, and really every twin starting pitcher has been only given a, a really short leash. I'm not expecting him to go deep in the game. There's going to be a lot of outs that the Minnesota bullpen needs to cover, and I don't think they're good enough. So I'll give, I'll lay minus 120, take the White Sox uh, for my best bet. Mm, old man Johnny Cueto getting it done. I, t- I feel like you've done this before, Griff. I feel ooh, like you went ooh. with Johnny Cueto out before. Uh, okay. I kind of, I, I like it. The Twins bullpen is a, a, in shambles. I'm yeah. stuck between between two games here. And I think I'll tell you which two, and then I'll tell you the one. All right, give the, give give the kiddos a bonus. Yes, I I I like the Blue Jays Orioles series a lot. Mm. Uh, Blue Jays would like to win out, but the Orioles are a scrappy team. Yeah. I also really like the Yankees and the Rangers, and I'm going to side with my gut, and I had it penciled in already on the sheet already. I'm going to go ride with. The home dogs at plus 120, Ooh. Baltimore Orioles, and Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer it really, really impressed me. I think uh, this is I think this is like the third time I've, I've used Dean Kramer and the Orioles as a best bet this year. 
Dean Kramer specifically. I think we had a bunch of Jordan Lyles this year, but Dean yeah. Kramer threw a complete game shut piece against the Houston Astros two weeks ago. If that doesn't impress you and keep your and, and get you wondering, maybe should we bet on Dean Kramer more? And whenever there's times that he's an underdog, we'll do it. And we see a home dog here, plus one twenty. Dean Kramer Orioles taking it. Barrios has sucked all year long. Huh. I'm riding with the Orioles here. I like it. I almost thought about picking that one as well. So we're we're certainly in agreement there. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Um, please feel free to kind of throw anything at Taylor or I in our DMs or publicly if you want to. Um, we'll take any ideas on, on stuff you want us to cover for this playoff breakdown. Um, I think, I mean, just throwing off the top of my head, I imagine we'll we'll try to build a, a bracket and kind of say where our teams are going to go. Um, point out any features that we like that might be a little bit longer shots than the. Uh, best teams in the, in the in the game that are getting buys, so uh, probably gonna gonna go a little bit differently than there. Um, but plenty plenty to come. Playoffs are gonna only turn up, and we're gonna even even deeper in our analysis. Give you some best bets, some winners. So stay with us. Thanks for doing sixty umpteen episodes at this point. I feel like we're way past the Roger Maris record at this point. We're Aaron Judge right now. Um, thanks for thanks for listening, tuning in, doing everything. Support us with the likes, subscribes. Share them with your family, your coworkers, everybody else. We appreciate that. Taylor, go to, go ahead, give us your stuff and get us out of here. All right, kiddos, follow me at Taylor Ringle on Twitter. Look up my name all over the interwebs. I will be there. Website, Instagram, social media, my YouTube page, all my other interviews I've done over the years. Go follow me there. Like Griff just said, we thank you all so much for listening during the regular season. 62 episodes of the regular season are now all wrapped up a lot of ups and downs with our best bets, but we give you guys each and every episode as much insight on the baseball world and gambling in baseball. And we uh, personally, for me, this was a dream. This is like part of the goal is to talk about baseball each and every week and make it a job. And it's, it's awesome. And I've had a great time so far, but kids postseason's upon us on friday the first episode of the postseason will happen and we'll talk about everything with those series coming up so with that being said appreciate you guys listening in and we'll catch you guys next friday oh, this upcoming friday see you